0: Hey
1: everyone, welcome to Two Truths and a Lie. I'm your host, Lily Pluniac, and I want to invite you to a conversation with my friends and I about fighting for faith as Christians in today's world. Join us as we talk about life, the highs and lows, and what it looks like to practically stand on guard against the lies of the world while holding fast to the gospel and the promises of God. I'm so glad you're here. In my life, over me. Hey y'all, a little background info about this episode is that it was recorded last summer in 2022 with two of my friends, Ashlyn and Faith, right after they graduated high school. We talk a lot about future plans in this episode, and because quite a bit of time has passed since we recorded it, I got Ashlyn and Faith to send me recent updates about their post-high school plans, illustrating a full circle moment for both of them, which is really crazy and cool, and I can't wait for y'all to hear about it. Hey everybody, it's Lily Pluniac and I want to welcome you to another episode of Two Truths and a Lie. I'm so excited for you to hear this podcast with two of my friends, Faith and Ashlyn. Faith, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Hey, so I'm Faith. Um, I just graduated from Farragut High School, and I'm going to be going to Clemson this fall. Go Tigers! (laughs) Um, I love the color pink, and if I didn't love Jesus so much, I would idolize Elle Woods. But (laughs) love her so much, but love Jesus more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just absolutely love shopping, working out, and anything involving people because I absolutely love being around people. So yeah, yeah, that's me. Yay.
1: And then, Ashlyn, you want to tell us about yourself? (laughs) Yes.
0: Um, So I also just graduated from Farragut High School. Yes, go ahead. Um, And I will be continuing my basketball career this fall at Anderson University um, in South Carolina, uh, which is only about... 20, 30 minutes away from Clemson, so, woo, woo! church buddies again, um, but yeah, so, I also love the color pink very much, definitely, can agree on that, um, let me think, uh, I love hanging out with my friends, probably one of my favorite things to do, just, you know, that community, um, with them, um, so, yeah, that's me. And
1: it's fun, I met Ashlyn and faith at Bible study at school last year it's been a while yeah sophomore and year I think it was our yeah. sophomore year yeah your freshman year maybe y- my maybe my sophomore year I think because I started yeah. it sophomore. so two years ago yeah but you guys have come almost every single week and so I'm just so thankful for our friendship because yes. it's been so fun yeah. seeing you around I'm gonna miss you so much next year but I'm going to come visit. I've already decided. Yes, I'm going to make definitely. a road trip down. Grab some girls and we'll all... Oh, yeah. Go it's down. only four hours. It's yeah. a day trip. Mm-hmm. It's three and a half. Yeah. Half. It's really not that bad. Yeah. And do you guys... Will it be closer to the beach at it's all? It's only about three and a half. It's about in the middle mm-hmm. between nice. here and a, So, Oh,
0: that's going to be so it's fun. Yeah. trips. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this morning has been very chaotic for all of us.
0: Yes. We couldn't
1: get the podcast thing to work as usual.
0: Always very chaotic. What have you been doing, Ashlyn? That's um, I've been dog sitting, (laughs) which is great. Love, love, you know, getting that dough, but um, sometimes it can just be a bit much, but um, and then just trying to balance that with the amount of training that goes into collegiate basketball is difficult, but I'm getting by by the grace of Jesus Christ. So, amen.
1: (laughs) How many days are you having to train right now?
0: it's pretty much every day. Um, Monday through Friday I lift and do conditioning. Um, and then I'm also on my own time trying to just get in the gym, you know, and work on my skills and I'm doing other things. Like I'm playing in a league this summer with a bunch of college players Mm -hmm. and like ex basketball players. Um, so that'll just add to it, but I mean, it's fun. It's what I love doing and it's what God gifted me with. Um, so even though it gets tough, I, I, would never want to take it for granted so
1: yeah that's crazy and faith has been doing some what do you call funk is it functional fitness or thrive fitness Oh, um, like
2: it's yoga? It's yoga and Pilates put together. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun because I've been taking like just yoga classes too and those have been so fun. I went upside down for the first time yesterday. <laughs> it was insane. I thought I was gonna fall and my head hit the ground oh. and I just kind of went with it. I love that. <laughs> but it was okay. I was upside down still just yeah. with my head on the ground.
1: <laughs> it's fun. We both had the same teacher, our peer tutoring teacher, and she is a she's a is she a teacher yeah, yeah she instructs now and so sometimes in our class in our peer tutoring class she'll be practicing her yoga or reti- er, her routines and stuff which yes. is super fun so I fun i want to come so, sometime. maybe if i'm free do it we can go sure. do some pilates together i'm always there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so do you guys want to go over our two truths in a lie Yeah. Yes. who wants to go first who thinks they have the most ridiculous
2: ones Mine isn't ridiculous. I just don't know if you're going to get it. Okay, you go first. Because mine's, like, just a little bit off from the truth, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So my three are, number one, I've read almost four books so far this summer in Mm. the less than a month I've been graduated. (laughs) Wow. I am minoring in sociology, and I'm majoring in psychology. That's a fact. But I'm minoring in sociology. And number three, my favorite fruit is pineapple. I don't know. (laughs) I maybe the book
1: because she said it's not completely true. Maybe she's read like yeah three books or five books. (laughs) I feel like
0: pineapple isn't your favorite fruit. A strawberry? Yeah. Final
1: answers. I would think it would be pink. pink. (laughs) 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 Mm, Based my taste, based on my favorite color. Yeah. (laughs) I only eat pink. (laughs) Her diet is hundred percent pink. (laughs) What do you think? I'm gonna go pineapple. No, no, no. I'm gonna go book.
2: The book. I'm gonna go pineapple. Okay. You're both
1: wrong. Oh! <laughs> I'm
0: not minoring in
2: sociology. No, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: well, just seems so fragile. <laughs> I was like,
2: <laughs> oh, you lie? No, I'm minoring in ASL. Oh! Oh, wow. wow. I did not wow. know yes. that. Yes. It's a new thing. It's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> because I'm required to pick a minor. Yeah. And they don't really have many, like, involving, like, ABA or anything. So I was like, why not ASL? You know? What's ABA? I... Um, it's applied behavioral analysis. Okay. It's basically where you, you work with, like, autistic kids and help them live more independently. Because mm. you, like, help with their motor functions and, like, their social functions. It's super cool. Okay. Luke went to when he was little. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay,
0: it's Ash. Great. You ready? I your, think so. You're true. Okay. Your <laughs> um, so my mom went to the same high school as Taylor Swift. Oh um I had to get stitches on the inside of my mouth once. Oh. Um, and I have the autographs of all the One Direction members.
2: <gasps> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um mm, um uh, are you
1: are you a One Direction fan? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs>
2: you could you could say that maybe.
1: Maybe I think you are. I uh, think.
2: What was the first one again? Oh, the Taylor Swift one. Yeah.
1: I don't think that's true. But maybe because your it mom don't... is definitely older than Taylor Swift by a lot. Well, not too much, but you know. No, to I don't. Taylor Swift is from Tennessee, right?
2: Yes. What high school? Are you allowed to ask questions?
0: <laughs> to I don't know, probably
1: not. <laughs> um, um, I'm gonna do the the stitches one seems right, because I could see you getting hit in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. I don't know. I don't even know how old Taylor Swift is. Thirty, maybe. I'm going Taylor Swift. Faith? I'll go one direction then. <laughs> the
0: lie is one direction. Oh technically. technically. Do you have any autographs? In- well, Technically I have their autographs, just not the real ones. Oh. It was uh. so last year at our church camp, um, oh. the senior guys performed uh. lip sync battle uh-huh. and they did One Direction. Oh. And they were each like a different member. So afterwards I got them to sign <laughs> like this jersey that I had as their One Direction member. So and they did a really good job of making them look real. But uh-huh. um I like to joke that I have their autographs even that yeah. I really don't. But no, my mom did go to the same high school as Taylor Swift, Hendersonville. Wow. Not at the same time. Yeah. That's why I kinda like Tried to phrase it. It was like they went to the same high school, just they I weren't there at the same time. time. But yeah. Oh, that's uh, so cool. High school did did she, she ever go
1: back and perform for her people? <laughs> that rally was. I had no ready. idea. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah. Actually being in school with her. Yeah. So. Okay. Are you guys ready for mine?
3: Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> okay. The first one. I modeled for a local magazine. I could see mm. that. <laughs> Number two. I was a paid actress in Dollywood. In middle school, um. and then number three, I'm an author of a science fiction novel,
0: so you're famous no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, <laughs> like my first thought is the last one, the novel one, but I'm uh-huh. like, I like, I feel like she would put cool. that in there to yeah. trip us <laughs> up, you know, like it would be too I obvious. Know. I don't know. I'm gonna go Dollywood,
1: Dollywood,
2: Faith. I was gonna say Dollywood, too. I'll go Dollywood.
1: You guys are both right. Woo!
2: Wow! Oh, I never had good. someone get both right. Yay!
1: So these ones are all kind of twisted too. I modeled for my dentist <laughs> <laughs> when I was little, and it was in one of the Knoxville magazines. So oh. I'm pretty sure I got a gift card or something for doing it, But i always say, like, I'm <laughs> a model. Dentist. <laughs> had my braces on.
3: Oh. And then
1: in fourth grade, at my old school, we had to write a novel that year. Oh, wow. So I actually wrote a whole novel and they published it. Published it. I mean, they printed oh, it out and so like cool. wrote my name on it. But <laughs> I have it somewhere and I don't even, I can't even remember what it was about. Some that's girl so traveling cool. in space or something,
2: but <laughs> it was really fun to do that. As a I kid tried girl. to write a book in second grade and it was about like a snowman. It was kind of like Off-Brand <laughs> oh, Frosty. <no. laughs> it was like a picture book. It, I don't know where it went. <laughs> uh-huh. It was bad though. Well, I just
1: remember in fourth grade, I'm very competitive. And so no matter what I do, I'm like, I got to do it, you know, crazy. And so I wrote, I was like, I'm going to write the most words out of everyone. So the (laughs) material probably wasn't even good, but I just wrote a ton of random stuff in the book (laughs) and threw it together. And on the topic of wanting to be perfect. Oh,
0: oh,
3: transition. Transition.
1: So today we are talking about perfectionism and then a little bit about people pleasing, how that ties in. And so I guess, Faith, you had the idea to talk about this, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I've always been like such a perfectionist in my life and I've been really open about this because it's one of like the main things I have struggled with, like mm-hmm. since I've been saved because I've always wanted to be like, I don't know, I've just kind of felt this need to be perfect for everyone. And if I'm not that like perfect, I see in my head that I'm not like worthy of what they're giving me or what they're, like, doing to help me and and stuff like that. And I just really feel like that's, like, something that a lot of girls especially struggle with, like, being perfect and, like, wanting to especially, like, please other people with their perfectness. Yeah. So I feel like it would be a great topic to talk to everyone about. Yeah. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Where do you think that comes from, that natural, like, inclination to be perfect? Because it's not when we're born, I mean, our parents want the best for us, but no one's coming to us and saying, if you don't do this, you know I guess maybe some people are like that. But yeah. where do you think that comes from?
0: I feel like we have a very like comparative culture nowadays where people are constantly comparing one another. Yeah. Or they always have this like line that you need to measure up to. Um and I feel like that's where it, a lot of it can stem from because you're like you look at someone else and you see that they're doing something better than you Mm -hmm. and you're like I'm imperfect I'm not as good as them and then that's kind of what causes that negativity and those negative thoughts Um, whereas no one really on this earth has the ability to kind of like place that measure that marker for where we are supposed to level up to you know it's Mm -hmm. kind of like the whole comparing yourself vertically instead of horizontally because when you compare yourself horizontally with the world then it's never gonna satisfy and it's never gonna um, you're never going to be perfect enough. You know, you'll never get enough money. You'll never find enough happiness. But Mm -hmm. if you compare yourself vertically and strive to be more like Jesus, um, and kind of measure up to that mark, even though we are imperfect, we'll never be perfect like Jesus. Yeah. That just lifestyle, um, just gives a lot more fulfillment, you know, and, um, puts you on a much better eternal, um, path instead of, a path to destruction with this yeah, world.
1: So. That's good. Mm-hmm. It just makes me think that perfectionism, I think it, it's a lie from the devil that he plants in us and wants oh, us yeah. to sure. fall prey to because whenever you're struggling thinking, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to be good enough, fill in the blank. I'm never going to be whatever. You're never content in what God has given you and provided mm-hmm. for you. And so I think it just leaves you, like you said, unsatisfied, a hole that wants to be filled, but it's, it's like you're dumping junk food in your system and you're still hungry. And so once you get one thing, I know for me, once I got that success or I accomplished something, it wasn't fulfilled that desire. It was just to the next thing, the next thing to be perfect in. And so it's like, you never can be fully
2: perfect in the worldly standards. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I feel like the culture puts a lot of pressure on, like, what you can do for it rather than, like, who you are in yourself. So it's just kind of, like, hearing, like, on the news or in social media or, like, seeing on social media, like, other people doing certain stuff or other people being, like, certain people, you kind of think, like, oh, like, I need to be that too, I need to do that too, or else, Mm -hmm. like, the world won't see value in me because I'm not doing what they're doing or as good as what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I think it, in a way, it helps make a line to distinguish, distinguish the biblical perspective versus the worldly. And it makes me think, a couple years ago I read a book called You Who, and it's all about how the world values you for what you do, where the Lord looks at who you are. And wow, I think yeah. that's just so good to think about, that Christ, he doesn't see us as what we do. We are not what we do. We are who we are. And the whole, what you do is, I think it's called existentialism, where you are what you do and your value is what you do. And it's such a sad perspective, just that is what our world values. What can you give, like you said, to the culture? And it just makes me think about how the gospel says, hey, Jesus came because who you are, he loves who you are, but what you do, sin, your actions. I mean, we fell all the time. We're never gonna be perfect. That's why he came and he grabbed a hold of us and saved us from our
2: sins so yeah it's just crazy to think about but i think it's so easy on a daily basis to forget that yep yeah. i actually read a devo the other day and it was talking about like perfectionism mm-hmm. and this particular devo basically like summed up said like it's okay that you're not enough because god is enough so like mm-hmm. you weren't made to be enough because like jesus already like has that label of enough so that you don't have to like perform a certain way or be perfect or like do everything like absolutely amazingly because like he makes up for what you are not
1: yeah I thought
2: that was really good
1: yeah have you guys seen that in your own life just do you have any examples of maybe in your sport or in school or just your looks? something a girl might struggle with where you have felt like you're never going to be enough and just struggling and gripping with that and
0: just realizing you aren't enough. And that's why Jesus yeah. came. Yeah. That? Oh yeah. I mean, um, for me, definitely with basketball last year, my junior season, I struggled a lot mentally. Um, and a lot of it stemmed from just the lies that I was convincing myself of that I wasn't enough and that, um, I would never measure up to kind of where I needed to be, even though like, there wasn't really a line to where I needed to be with basketball, mm-hmm. you know, but in my head I was like, my team doesn't, I'm not good enough for my team. Um, I'm just going to make a mistake and just, you know, it really um, just wore at me, you know, and it was, it was really hard and I struggled a lot with it. But what God kind of taught me was that like through that he made me stronger to where now, whenever I hear those lies, I'm able to stop and be like, you know what, like I will make a mistake. And when I try and tell other girls, because so many girls struggle with it too, um, in sports just in general, like that fear of making a mistake, you know, of like not being perfect. Um, but what ends up happening is when you're afraid to make a mistake, you end up making a mistake because of that. Mm. Whereas if you instead are confident and trust that God's plan will prevail, and you're not afraid to make a mistake, then even if you do, you'll learn from it. And what I've learned is that when I'm not afraid to make a mistake, I don't make mistakes as much as when I am afraid. Um, So just kind of like choosing to have faith in God instead of allowing the fear to control my mind is what has really helped me um, get through that fear of failure and instead trust that I'm not going to be perfect and that's okay.
1: Yeah. For you, Faith, in your life and your testimony, how have you battled with that just day-to-day? Do you have
2: any stories or examples? I mean, for me, it's always just been, like, with my friends just because, like, I've never really belonged to, like, a solid friend group. Like, I've never had, like, a best friend, quote-unquote, where it was, like, we only hang out, like, with each other for, like, multiple years. Like, I've had that, but it's come and gone so many times that it's, like... My best friend in, I don't know, freshman year was completely different from my best friend sophomore year, completely different from my best friend junior year, in the summer of junior year and senior year. And it's just kind of hard, like, hopping from, like, friend group to friend group and friends from friends because it's, like, I love people and I love, like, being around, like, different people and stuff, but it's, like, I almost didn't belong to, like, one group of people. Like, I didn't belong to, like, a set, like, person or whatever. So that was kind of hard because it was, like, I was never almost, like, the first choice for anyone because I was never anyone's, like, best friend or, like, in their group or whatever. So it was, like, when people paired up, it was me left out. Or, like, people, like, invited people over, it was their group, and I wasn't invited because I wasn't a core member of their group. Stuff like that where it was, like, I just felt like I wasn't really, like, good enough for anyone. And, like, that with your friends in high school is super hard. Mm -hmm. Because high school already is, like, a pretty clicky place where everyone, like, has their set group everyone's just kind of doing their own thing with their group. And if you aren't in one of those groups, it's kind of like you aren't doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I definitely felt that, like, the majority of my sophomore year, because that's when everyone, like, was settling down from freshman year. They found their freshman group. And we were starting to transition into that high school era. era. And it was just kind of hard thinking that I didn't belong to any set group and that, like, no one really – would pick me over anyone else. So that was kind of hard for me to like struggle with. But I feel like God has definitely brought me through it in the sense that I have relied on him so much more Mm -hmm. throughout all that. Like I had found that I was relying on like people as a source of validation and them liking me as a source of validation instead of what he says about me and how much he loves me. And it really just brought me closer to him because Mm -hmm. I started spending more time with him and started realizing that his opinion of me matters more than anyone else, and that Jesus always wants to hang out with me. And that's kind of (laughs) cool.
1: Best friend, BFF. Yeah, me me and Jesus be buds. (laughs) It is true, kind of how it ties into making mistakes. Not that that was a mistake friendship, Mm -hmm. but it was more in the world's eyes, they say, have your best friends, have your group, have this perfect, quote-unquote, life. And I think social media really ties into that, too the standard of perfectionism because we see people's lives online and it's very easy to think this is reality and this is mm-hmm. perfect. This is what it means to be perfect. But the truth is that's not all of their life. And I think none of us have our lives completed together. We're always, no matter who you are, always struggling with something or going through something or working through something. It could be good, bad, the ugly, whatever it is. And just thinking it's so easy. I don't know, just being a girl to think, this is reality, this is what I should value, and this is who I need to be. And so I think we really just have to go to the Bible, and I've had to go to the Bible and say, God, who do you want me to be? And who do you say I am? And help me find who you want me to be, because I just want to surrender my life to you. But up until that point, I know for me, it was a struggle of, okay, how do I navigate through this. And like you said, people-pleasing. That's it, mm-hmm. easy way. I want to be perfect, so I want to have a whole bunch of friends. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just the, the lies of the devil telling you you have to be perfect. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. so hard.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it is. And, to, like, how you brought up going to the Word and God's truth um, kind of for answers. Um, what I notice is, so obviously we all know John three sixteen. you know, mm-hmm. for God's love the world, He gave His one only Son whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But what I love is if you keep reading after that, um, because I feel like a lot of people just stop there, but if you keep reading, it says for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, Mm -hmm. whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. That's Mm -hmm. verses 17 and 18. And I just love that God promises that we're not condemned, you know, Mm -hmm. like through Jesus, through what he did, now we have forgiveness and God sent his perfect son because we are imperfect people. And because of that, now we can rejoice and find hope and healing in that we don't have to be perfect because God sent his son to die. So that way all of our shame, all of our failures, all of our mistakes would be nailed to the cross and we don't have to carry those anymore. And that just has already provided so much, freedom and just hope in my life and I really feel like once you truly grasp that and believe it it can just provide everything that you need you know, to overcome that perfectionism and fear of failure and everything.
1: And I know and I trust that God does provide a way out of your sin and shame and Mm -hmm. I think it's one thing to be unsaved and be struggling with sin but it's also another battle being a Christian and struggling Mm -hmm. with sin and having that standard of, okay, God, you saved me, you redeemed me, why am I still struggling? Why am I not overcoming this sin? And so I think, like you said, it's so good to know that just going into the light and bringing it to light, telling other people about your sin, telling other people about your struggles, it's so freeing, and it's a moment of just freedom in Christ, and that's what He offers to us. Mm -hmm. Completely different in the world, but Jesus promises that We will be free in Him. And I know before we started this, we were talking about how the Old Testament, they had all these laws. God provided laws for His people and said, you know, do this and this, the Ten Commandments, and abide by these laws. And when Jesus came, He overcame the law. And He was the law, but He overcame the law. And so in the Bible, the New Testament, it just talks about how Jesus was saying, like, I came for you, so Whenever you fail and you can't do these laws as his people, his pe- the people of God couldn't obey the laws. He came to save them from every sin, every transgression, everything. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is after Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins, in the temple, the, cu- or the curtain was torn in two. And so that resembled that in the temple to meet with God and to dwell with God You had to be cleaned up and you had to be righteous and only certain priests, high priests, could go and dwell with God behind the curtain. But when that curtain was ripped, it was meaning that you could dwell with God and you could have communion with God. You could worship God, be with God as a sinner. And that was all because of Jesus's sacrifice for us and his redemptive work in our lives that he knew we aren't perfect. We're imperfect people and we sin every single day. But by His love for us and His mercy, His death cleansed over all of our sin. So we could talk to Him every day. And I think that's such a gift as a Christian. No matter what we're going through, struggling with whatever sin, any moment of any day, we can have time with the Lord. And we can have time with Jesus and just pray to Him and cry out to Him. And He promises that He will be with us and that His power and His grace is sufficient for us. It's like... 2 Corinthians twelve nine through 10, I love this verse, it says, My grace is sufficient for you, my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ might rest upon me. I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I think that's so countercultural, because in our world, especially for women, We're always told be strong, be the strong women that never is falling down and never shows weakness. And in the Bible, it really says the opposite. Boast in your weaknesses, boast in the times that you're having hardship, because I think that's when we can come together as Christians in the body of Christ and join together and say, hey, we have something that the world doesn't have. We have hope in hardship and we have hope in our sin and we believe that.
0: Jesus has come to make us free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely and just going off of that um about what Jesus did for us in the cross. Um like we all know John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But um I feel like we stop there, but if you keep reading through verses 17 and 18, it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through right. him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. And I just love how God promises that we're not condemned. You know, like that's why Jesus died. So Mm. that way instead all of our mistakes, all of our failures, all of our sins can be nailed to the cross with him so we don't have to carry that anymore. And instead we can stand free and just made new and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Um, And that's brought so much just freedom and healing into my life. Um, When I struggle with perfectionism and everything like that, and I really feel like anyone, once you truly grasp that and believe um, that that is true and that Jesus died for you and for each and every sin and mistake that you have, then you can have that same freedom Mm. and just hope and grace that God sent his son to provide us with.
2: Yeah. And I think it's just really great that Jesus came down to die knowing that we were all sinners, knowing that we were all imperfect. But he still came to reconcile that relationship with us because even though we aren't perfect or or we sin or we mess up, he still wanted to be with us. He still was willing to die for us. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so amazing, really, that God has provided that loving, safe place for us that we have to mess up and to not be perfect because Jesus was sent so that he can be perfect instead of us and i know that i always have that love and that place to go to not be perfect.
1: Yeah. I think all of this it's really just a call to action as christians to confess our weakness and to be humble. I think it's really hard for me to be humble. I struggle with pride every single day wanting to be right, wanting to win the argument oh, me too. always. Me too. It's just a constant battle and i think for the rest of my life, I pray that the Lord will continue to work in me, but I think it's going to be a struggle. And so I think this whole topic of perfectionism, I think it is rooted in pride for Mm -hmm. at least me. And I just think it's a a pride sin because you think you're better than what you are. And I think that's so easy for our to become our own God. And I see that in my life. I want control over control. That was really country (laughs) control over whatever it is, schoolwork, friendships, relationships, fill in the blank. I want control and I want it to be quote unquote perfect. But I think it, the Lord calls us to say, let down your guard, let down this grasp over everything and be free. And let me take hold of it. Because like you said, in Christ, there's freedom, there's liberty. And we don't have to be conformed to the world standards. We can be free and we don't have to be perfect. And I just think this whole topic of per- perfectness, you can't do it, and mm-hmm. it's always a snare. It's mm-hmm. going to always leave you feeling like a failure and just feeling gross, which we are, but it makes you feel even worse.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you guys have anything else that? Um, well, I just, how I kind of like try and remind myself of what Jesus did and who I am, you know, in Christ is I, for one, what I was just say is just like surrounding myself and surrounding yourself with scripture you know Mm -hmm. like everywhere you look just having those truths yeah to overpower the lie in your life um it really does help Mm -hmm. and just reminding that and storing it up in your heart you know like the word says and also just like surrounding yourself with people who will speak truth and speak light into your life because if you have if you spend time with people who just have that worldly mindset you know um they'll kind of like try and make you feel like you need to be perfect, you know, and that'll only cause um, more just pain and suffering in your life. But if you surround yourself with people who will hold you accountable, but will remind you that you don't have to be perfect and that God forgives you, that can help you overcome all of those lies and struggles a lot.
1: Yeah. What would you say, Faith, to a girl who's struggling with perfectionism? I would say <laughs> <laughs> That's my brother laughing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would say just first of all try to get off social media if you're mm. really struggling with that because I feel like social media is such a conduit of comparison and perfectionism and people pleasing and I feel like if you just replace that with like truth instead mm. of the lies spreading around social media it definitely helps with wanting to be perfect. And it shows you that it's okay to mess up because God's got you. Yeah. And I don't know, I just always remind myself that God chose me out of everyone in the world to be exactly where I am, to be with exactly who I'm with.
4: Yeah.
0: And he
2: could have chose anyone else for this job with any sort of perfect mindset or perfect whatever. But he chose me, a really screwed up person, <laughs> to be who I am, where I am, with yeah. who I am. So it just really makes me, I don't know, it makes me more confident in myself. Just thinking he chose a mess-up person to do what I'm doing instead of a perfect one. Yeah. So he doesn't need a perfect person. He needs me.
1: Yeah. What grace it is that he chose us, if you think about (laughs) it. Out of all the people in the world, like you said, we're here right now talking about Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love (laughs) you, Jesus. And what it's just insane to think about, all the things that led to us being here, all the mistakes we've made, all the sin, all the sins I've had, all the, you know, relationships I've messed up, all the lies I've told, and yet Jesus looks at me and sees me as forgiven and clean. And God, when He looks at me, He doesn't see me as my mistakes. He sees me as washed clean, white as snow, because of Jesus. Nothing I've done, nothing I've said or performed, but Jesus. And so I just, I always want that to be in the front of my mind, that whatever good thing in life comes to me, it's all because of Him. And he gets the glory. Then it's not nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not what we've done, but it's all him. And it's such a blessing to be alive and to yeah. live. Yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just to summarize the whole thing, lie. The world says you gotta be perfect. You gotta get your act together. You have to meet the expectation to be perfect in everything.
0: But that's a lie. And practical ways to fight that, Ashlyn. Um, going into the word, you know, speaking God's truth into your life and into your mind every single day, you know, and especially when those lies start to come. Just going to God and going to His Word and going to, you know, community and the family of believers to just having those support systems and going to those sources first and not to the world, that is a vital part in combating that lie.
2: And then Faith, what does the gospel say about perfectionism? How does it apply? Well, Jesus' power is perfect in weakness, so it's okay to be weak because Jesus got that perfect covered. We don't have yeah. to be perfect. If we are weak, he is strong. So just go out there and be weak. Boast about your weakness. Yeah. Yeah, be, weak. Awesome. Yeah. be yeah. weak today. Yeah. I'm being weak. <laughs> hey. it's okay to be weak because Jesus is strong enough yes. for all of us. amen. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Two Truths and a Lie. I pray that the Lord's Sovereign Care meets you this week and that you can rest assured that He has won the victory and that you don't have to work or perform to earn salvation, that it's a free gift because of Jesus Christ. Bye, everybody. And thanks for joining me, Ashlyn and Faith. This was so fun. Oh, yeah. Adios.
3: (laughs) Here's Ashlyn's update. Hey everyone, Ashlyn Sheridan here. Um, I am now a student at Anderson University, which is a school in South Carolina. And I also play basketball here, which is pretty cool and an amazing gift from the Lord. Um, and I am also studying Christian studies. So I'll be going into ministry one day. Um, and, you know, in this season of life, um, it was just, it has been a pretty big shift, you know, going from high school to college and moving away from home and everything like that. And the Lord is also, you know, just answered my prayers in some pretty cool ways and just showed me and taught me a lot of new things in this season. Um, and a big thing particularly is just, you know, him helping me with my anxiety because I do get stressed out. I get worried. I get overwhelmed with just everything that I've going on. And especially in a new environment, in a new place, just in the unknown, it can be scary a lot of the times. Um, So through just prayer and spending time in the word and also just being able to lean on, um, you know, the people around me, the Lord has really brought me through that and just showed me that everything's going to be okay. And he's in control and there's no battle that, um, I can't win as long as I have him by my side, you know? And, um, he's also really taught me the importance of community because going from, um, a place where I grew up where, I had that strong foundation um, of community around me, you know, just peers and friends and also mentors and just all these people that um, just surrounded me and loved on me and encouraged me and then coming to a new place where I didn't know a whole lot of people, you know, I didn't have that community. Um, So that was a big thing that I had to, you know, navigate that I prayed for. And I'm still praying for a lot is just Um, a new solid foundation and new community. And the Lord has really answered that, you know, through giving me and allowing me to build new relationships with new people and new mentors and just being able to cultivate these um, incredible and just blessed relationships that have been a huge blessing in my life and that I've been able to pour into their lives too. Um, And just some encouragement that I would give someone who's worried about the future, which I feel like a lot of us are at least somewhat, you know, concerned about our future and we don't know what's in store. We don't know if it's going to look like what we want it to look like. I would just encourage everyone to just, you know, go to God with it because the future can be a scary thing. And when you're in the valley and when you can't possibly see how a trial or a struggle is going to work out for your good, you know, he is working in so many incredible ways that we don't even know that we can't see in order for that that trial, that circumstance to be turned into your good. And um, he is just the master artist and he has your whole life, your whole story written out, you know, and he is the one that's in control. His hand is in every single second, everything you do, he is there and he is with you. And I know sometimes we forget that sometimes it can be hard to remember that it can be hard to see that, but you know, through looking at the promises and the truth in his word and spending time in his presence and just talking to him, going to him with those burdens, with those concerns, you know, like he wants to hear from us, even if we're, you know, worried about the future that he has for us. He wants to hear about that. Um, and also just turning to the people around us, the people that he has placed in our lives to be a source of encouragement, to be a source of love, um, going to them too can also just help ease our souls and bring us peace. And so I would encourage just everyone to, you know, focus on those things and just trust and keep the faith and know that our mighty God is in control of every single second, you know, even the smallest things. He is there and he is the one that is cultivating your life and writing your story. And so there's nothing we have to fear. There's nothing we have to be worried about. So thanks guys. And here's an update
4: about how Faith is doing. Hi. Okay, first of all,
3: I miss
1: you
4: so much. Um, College is going so good. I absolutely love it. I'm having the best time ever, even though it is super difficult, I will say. Um, So I am at Clemson right now, and I'm a psychology major with a youth development studies minor and a language focus in ASL. Um, I just think that's what's going to be best for my career. And plus, I really enjoy what I do. Like, I'm getting into my major classes right now. And I've already done with most of my gen eds. I'm doing the last of them this semester. And honestly, I love being in all my major classes and my language classes. I haven't started my minor yet, but I'm really excited to do that. Um, Right now, I'm living on campus in a dorm. I really like it. I absolutely love my roommate. I love my hall. Um. everyone is absolutely so nice and so extroverted and I love it here and I'm planning on living on in an apartment um off campus next year so that's gonna be fun um and right now I am working with this work studies program called America Reads and basically I get to like personally tutor elementary school kids and like make lesson plans for them and curriculum for them and tutor them specifically in areas where they are struggling the most. Last semester I had a kindergartner and two second graders, and this semester I have two first graders, and I love it so much. That's a lot of work, and it's definitely hard working while being in school, but I'm getting through. I'm definitely making it through. It's just really difficult, especially because I'm taking 17 credit hours a semester, which is kind of a lot, and my classes are pretty hard. Like. The difficulty level was definitely stepped up this semester for me. So I've been having to do a lot of schoolwork as well as work for my job and balancing like church and friends. And I'm in a sorority now, so that also. Um, But I'm getting through it definitely. So I really struggled at the beginning of the semester with finding a Christian community. That was honestly my biggest stressor at the beginning of the semester. And I prayed for like weeks on end that I would find a church, find a small group, find a community to help me um, stay strong in my faith because I knew that that was going to be a challenge here in college, which it definitely is. But I found a great small group now um, to keep me accountable and to keep me in check and to help me stay strong in my faith, which God really answered my prayer for that one because that was one of my biggest stressors. And now I have an amazing small group that I meet with every Tuesday, and I go to F C every Thursday, and I found a church that I really like that I go to on Sundays. So that is absolutely amazing. Right now, my um apartment situation is kind of rocky, so I've been really praying about that too. And I don't know. I just kind of have this overwhelming peace right now that God will make it work out the way that it's supposed to work out, even though like I have been really really stressed about it, and it's something super important. But for some reason, now, well, obviously, it's God's doing because I've been praying about this, but I know it's going to work out for the better as much as it stresses me out because I like to plan and this is just something I don't really have planned and it's really important, but it's okay. God is working that out. When it comes to people coming into college or just worry about their future in the general, I would definitely say that. Honest prayer would be my best advice. Like sometimes you just need to go to God and spill absolutely everything and say, "I'm just worried about this, and I'm stressed, and I'm angry, and I'm upset, and I don't know what I'm doing," and just letting it all go and being completely honest with God because that's what really helps me. And sometimes I feel like I hold stuff back from God because I'm such a perfectionist and I always want everything to be perfect. But I know that I can give it all to God and. He already knows that I'm not perfect. Like, that's why he sent Jesus. He knew that I wasn't going to be perfect. He doesn't expect me to be perfect. But I don't know. Sometimes I just hold it back. But when I completely, honestly go to God in prayer and tell him that I've messed up or, like, explain all of my stresses in detail to him, I feel like I'm laying down my worries in front of him and just leaving them at the cross. And that is such a stress relief, just getting it out. It's almost like ranting to your best friend. And we all know how therapeutic that is. Uh, Yeah, I miss you so much. And I hope you're doing amazing. Good luck finishing out senior year, Lily. I love you. Bye.